I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 19th of November. This is the COB on this Friday afternoon. The stuff you need to know about the day and I guess the week in business markets and startups. How are you, Scotty? I'm fantastic. How are you? Good. Are you limping to the end of the week or are you looking forward to a drink? Very better than Tim Payne. Oh, touche. Too soon, too soon. I got to do my reading on that one, but all I can say is you always get caught, don't you? Mm-hmm. Let's get to the markets. Uh, how are we looking? Well, it looks as if we finished off this Friday. Look, better than most days this week, you got to <laughs> say. <laughs> Nothing uh, to write home about. but The eternal optimist. Uh, <laughs> I know, buying the dip in the banks, uh, I know when to save the day. But uh, yeah, not a whole lot going on and, uh, and down margin for the week. Uh, but uh, realistically, yeah, with that part of that uh, greater thematic we're seeing at the moment, uh, the inability to go and really consolidate uh, no, those, uh, those high levels that we're seeing. People keep talking about the potential for a pullback. Um, but then again, you've got lots of people talking about Santa Rally. So uh, we yeah. muddle through yet again. We do. And, you know, you look to the U.S. and you've got U.S. markets at record highs for the S&P 500. You know, big tech still doing well, even in this inflationary environment, even as you start to hear even the doves on the U.S. Fed Reserve start to, well, they're not like prepping markets for any type of liftoff in terms of interest rates. But, you know, throwing it out there that the taper program could be faster than some had expected or even they had originally expected if this inflation problem continues. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Chucky Evans from the other uh, Chicago Fed. Uh, interesting comments last night. No, he said he did qualify it saying that uh, he could be open to the idea for a 2022 hike if inflation remained persistently high. I do think that people are probably uh, underestimating the impact for demand pool inflation next year because we've got still very symmetry conditions out there when it comes to financial conditions. And uh, that's only going to help to go and try and drive growth above trend and that's going to lead to you know, tighter labour markets, probably higher wage increases. So, yeah, I'm not, not sure exactly what the future holds, but uh, certainly I think no, you cannot discount the risk that we're going to see. That occur next year. Okay, we get FOMC minutes next week. That's just a heads up before Turkey Day in the US, Thanksgiving holiday on Thursday. So it will be quiet to end the week, but I'm getting ahead of myself again. Uh, let's talk stocks. So material space did well overall by the um, by the time all was said and done today. Mineral resources looking pretty good. Uh, CSR looking good. Blue scope, nickel mines as well. Uh, as far as specific stock moves, you can't look past Crown. And I love this headline on Reuters saying, Blackstone's raise makes it time for Crown to fold. It's good. There we go. Um, so look, it's a sweetened $6.2 billion bid for, uh, for Crown. So will we be talking about a Crown minus the Packers? That would be an interesting one. But regardless, share price is up you know, 16, 16 or so percent on the news. So there's the market voting with its feet. Altium in the wake of its... Um, it's AGM yesterday, and after uh, Jeffrey's hike 
um, and re-rating, looking really good by the end of the session. Uh, flip side of things, though, we do have a bit of selling happening in, well, Nanasonics in the wake of its AGM, which has been a real theme this week, and WiseTech Global. WiseTech is off by you know, pretty close to 3%. And that, my dear, was the stock of the day. Let's go there. Carl Capolinga from Think Markets and Adam Dawes from Sean Partners. But certainly looking at the, at the business today, as you say, the revenue line looking pretty good. 18 to 25% growth forecast. So everything looks pretty good. But with a growth style company, you can't miss on anything. They did say there's some uh, foreign exchange headwinds around about sort of 10% or sorry, not 10%, $10 million worth of revenue. Some forecasts, uh, some headwinds there. But really at the end of the day, like I think this one's had a really good run. Um, we, we have started to see some of these tech names getting sold off on the back of you know uh, what's happening with inflation, interest rate rises, those kinds of things. So I'd just be a little bit cautious up here at the moment. Um, today's price action, I think is a blip. I think, um, look, the market was expecting an upgrade to guidance. We got reaffirmed guidance. So I think there's a little bit of a gap there in terms of what the market wanted and what the market got. But I think the underlying story is still the same. And that is one of exceptional growth for a company that, let's face it, is hitting its bull market right now. These guys do supply chain solutions. And that is not going in the Ausbiz portfolio. Poor WTC. I don't feel sorry for it, really. Okay. It'll be interesting, though, to see what happens next week. Because right. a pattern that we've had this week, Scuddy, is to see this selling, this knee-jerk selling, uh, on the days of the AGMs, because a lot of these companies are priced for perfection, you know, expectations running hot. If there's any sort of a hint of a disappointment, they're being sold. But oftentimes you see uh, the next day uh, a bit of buying. Yeah, Tina. Tina uh, is the only game in town and probably will be for the time being. And uh, any weakness is bought at the moment, and uh, it's been a pretty good uh, and tried method, particularly at an index level for, uh, for more than a decade, and uh, the pattern is still pretty strong at the moment. So are you saying that you expect a Santa Claus rally? Are you are you Santa Claus rally camp? Uh, history and probability suggest that you'll probably see something yeah. from the middle of December, not, not necessarily um, no, as far out as October as some people were speculating about, but uh, yeah. Look, a lot of the time it does occur. We know that when uh, the institutional players go home, put their feet up, and the retail uh, punters are left to go under control, they tend to like to go and drive it higher. So, look, I, I feel quietly confident we'll see another one. Big conversation we had with Barry Dawes from Martin Place Securities about gold today. Still talking about the ultimate inflation hedge. What do you reckon? No. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, I've heard a bit of a... I've been positive on gold for a while, but uh, it's just gone nowhere. And so it's one of those trades where it's just like time to go and cut it. Uh, a lot of people on the show this week have been pretty excited about what's going on. Yes, we've had a technical breakup to the uh, to the upside. But uh, for me, where real yields are at the moment, what the US dollar outlook looks like, uh, do I want to be owning gold and expecting gold to go higher from here? And all the risks to me say that it's to the downside, not the upside. And so for me, uh, I'd much rather go and, uh, and look elsewhere. Bitcoin? No, not Bitcoin, but uh, the one thing you've got to go and accept, and uh, I think that uh, even Barry accepts to a certain degree when it comes to the demographics of uh, investors, that uh, a lot of younger investors are clearly favoring crypto and other, uh, other assets like that in the blockchain uh, over gold when it comes to an inflation hedge. Mm -hmm. But they understand it more. I mean, like the old guys don't understand it, but the young people, the young people, listen to me. <laughs> but I mean, 
that's 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 the thinking you know they yeah. just, it's it makes more sense to them it's it is funny though and i do agree with barry when he said uh, you know, there's nothing on the other end of the screen when you're trading crypto mm-hmm. you've got a code on the blockchain saying that you own this block you own this you own this token um to me what you're buying is the hope that someone's going to come in and buy it uh, after you at a higher price. That mm-hmm. is what uh, is driving it. But you look out, you zoom out of a Bitcoin chart, and it is just, it looks like a, an Australian property price chart over the past <laughs> 30 years. It's just, a, yep, there are periods of volatility, but if you zoom out, it is just a march higher. Yeah. It's that hockey stick it's that Carl Kapolinga talks about. It's bottom left, top right. Yeah, easy money has certainly been a contributing factor. It's interesting when Bitcoin hit its previous highs back in 2017, uh, and everyone's getting really excited. Then it got to that stage where you know, Federal Reserve was starting to go and tighten policy and you know, Powell was talking about uh, autopilot for running off the other balance sheet. And it really underperformed them. That was during a period when uh, no, we saw uh, real yields struggling to uh, actually moving higher. So I just wonder um, how it's going to go when the unwind of uh, liquidity conditions starts taking place next year. We'll find yeah, out. Yeah, well, you know, the, the setup right now is reminiscent of 2017. But anyways, we've digressed to crypto. If you want to listen to that, if you would like to. I hate when I say wanna. If you would like to listen to that interview with Barry Dawes, you can access it via the show notes. We've got another one there just to our point about uh, you know, some of the company updates and the very swift reactions to that. Like case in point was Commonwealth Bank this week. We've got an interview there with John Lockton from Wilson's Advisory. And Henry, with a buy, hold, sell, he is a hold on Tyro payments. Oh, you're keeping the juicy ones either side. To yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. A little bit of a tease there for you. Um, look, tonight in the U.S., we have more Fed speakers. We don't have any real top-tier data that's coming out. Um, it's very quiet in terms of economic data here in Australia today. Um, so what are we looking to tonight? We'll be looking to, well, the digestion of some of the still results, the quarterlies. I mean, that's pretty much done and dusted. And uh, yeah, what, what are you looking forward to? I mean, on this Friday, Friday evening as Happy we roll, beer. yeah, Happy roll towards the weekend. Happy beer, reading more about Tim Payne. Um, I mean, there's, there's got to be a limited amount of reading you can do on Tim Payne. I mean, like, the story is the story, right? This is the second most important job in Australia. So <laughs> this reason why I mention him. Uh, it, there's going to be so many hot takes. I'm, I'm hoping that Warney gets involved. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, God. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay, so there's that. And uh, next week, there's also a Future Economy Investing in Innovation Summit that we're holding. I'm so excited about it. We have a fantastic lineup of guests. It starts at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Now, we know that a lot of people can't sit for a couple hours and watch these things live. So if you register, and by the way, it's free to register, uh, we send you the event as catch-up so you can watch it in your own time. So you can sign up for that. Uh, You just need to go to our website or you can look on the newsletter and you can click through um, to the Future Economy Investing in Innovation. Sweet. Yeah, it's it'll be good. Um, doing a bit of prep for it right now, learning all about or more about I'm trying to get my head around DeFi and all the opportunities that are presented there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few people can go and give you a hand. I'll uh, get, I'll get after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm good. Thanks, man. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> I thought you were doing research. No, no I am. I am. I'm actually. I'm. I'm sort of overwhelmed by it because it's just so. You can go down many, many, many rabbit holes. So I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it at a level that you know will inform 
our audience and also then give them a sense as to where the future opportunities may come from. That's it. We know like this, uh, all these uh, fourth industrial revolution that we're uh, just at the precipice of, uh, of starting, there's going to be a lot of money made. So mm-hmm. keep an eye out as to uh, what those ideas are and see if you can back the right horse. Okay, should we go have a drink now? The last call is on. I think so. What, what, what do you reckon? Should I start off with a red wine or maybe a gin? I was thinking we could pay, maybe have some bubbles to start today. Yeah, well why not? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. It's that kind of day. Just start it now, actually, there. yeah. Why not? Yeah, all right. Um, listen, we hope everybody out there, thank you. Thank you for listening to us and joining us throughout the week on Ausbiz. We love what we do. We love having you along for the ride. And we look forward to, um, yeah, to keeping you informed next week as well. See you Monday.